0: avoiding the void the binge watchers guide to the small screen where two 20-somethings with too much free time tell you what to watch to keep boredom at bay and to avoid the void that is our current reality I'm Nell and I'm Rosie this week we're going to be talking about all the Golden Globes film nominations and who what we think you should watch out of them but first the headlines Donald Trump was acquitted from his second impeachment trial after being accused of facilitating the storming of the Capitol on January 6th, reminding us all that the Democrats are in fact as useless as the Republicans and the whole system is a sham. For an introduction into the philosophy of insurrectionist anarchy, we'd recommend watching Mr. Robot on Amazon Prime. In other news, men continue to act appallingly. Pop twink Justin Timberlake has apologized to Britney Spears after archived footage in the documentary Framing Britney Spears showed him treating her like garbage. We recommend you go watch it for yourself. And new allegations of emotional abuse have come up against film director Josh Whedon. Whedon is known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Avengers films and has been ironically hailed as being a director of strong female characters. In response to the allegations, Hollywood has decided to stick with their MO of allowing men to fail upwards and have given him a new TV show. We recommend just raging into the void for that one. Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian after a spate of posting right-wing propaganda on social media. This dismissal is proof that in the end, Pedro Pascal just keeps on winning. We would recommend watching his entire filmography because he's really just that great and he deserves this win to be celebrated. Those are the headlines. Daddy Pascal. (laughs) What a great week for him. What a great week for him. I'm so happy for him. (laughs) Like, Pedro, he, him, Pascal, like, yeah. Amazing. And his sister. She's yeah. had a great week as well. Yeah. I hope they're having a great little Valentine's dinner to Aww. celebrate. But no, not a great week for Justice, mm-hmm. um, but a great mm-hmm. week for Pedro Pascal. So <laughs> I'm glad he's happy if no one else is. <laughs> if no one else is, as long as Pedro Pascal is. New stuff that's out this week. Um, not massive amounts um, there's on Netflix, News of the World which is the Tom Hanks western-esque drama that is nommed for two golden globes which we'll probably reference later um, then the big one on Netflix this week To All the Boys, Always and Forever third instalment of To All the Boys I Loved Before franchise, well loved kind of crap but great um, very crap yeah your usual trash fodder um but with like a cute main couple so like you know it's, i feel people love it so much because we went to all to the boys when it first came out i watched it so much i think it's because it's it feels like an old school teen rom-com yeah i haven't had one of those a good like an one. instant classic in so long right. the early 2000s used to throw them at us like every other day you'd get a mm-hmm. great rom-com yeah we're just starving for them nowadays we are like, and I can't say like I'm a Noah Centineo girl neither because um, nor do I think I would have been <laughs> when I was in the age bracket Mm-mm. um but I can appreciate Peter Kavinsky for what yeah. he represents um Lana Condor yes cute she's so cute yeah um yeah so That's going to be great. I'm sure by the time this comes out, everyone who wants to have watched it will already have watched it. But if you haven't, just watch the entire trilogy together. Great fun. They're really Um, just really cute. They are sweet. Pivoting violently. um, (laughs) True crime fans. (laughs) We've We've got a new documentary called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Um, which is yeah, doc about the infamous Cecil Hotel where loads of crazy stuff has happened and it's by the same creator of the Ted Bundy tapes so that's sure to be spicy and then in terms of true crime drama the ITV retelling of the 1985 White House farm murders um, is on Netflix now so if you've never seen that new uh, TV show couple episodes sure to enjoy if you love true crime um and then a fun random one from amazon prime is a six episode mini series called soulmates uh which is like an anthology series um where each episode is about like a test that can tell you who your soulmate is which i think sounds super fun yeah oh there's not enough stuff on soulmates no is there anything on soulmates Not explicitly, I don't think. Um, But yes, this week, we did the Golden Globes TV nominations last week. I don't know whether you could tell, but we weren't too impressed Mm. on the whole. Um, But this week, we're going to go through the films. It is slightly difficult with the films because a lot of them um, are not out in the UK. Or if they are out in the UK, they are still um, behind a paywall. So it does sort of feel like this has not been a great year for films just because like just by the (laughs) the society that we're in right now we you can't go to the cinema and no one's really been able to go to the cinema for an entire year and films have almost definitely suffered for it so it's just weird so it feels like netflix really kind of just has the supremacy for films just yeah. by the fact that people will easily be able to watch it and you don't have to really go out of your way to exactly. find them compared to a lot of the others f- i do feel like the films that were scheduled to come out this year mm. where they can people have been pushing them back so i feel like we would have had a probably quite different award season mm. yeah lineup if it weren't for like the uh, the one film the list up here so uh like we said last week the golden globes are weird they divide their films into either drama um or they categorize them as comedy slash musical um i don't know what they're going to do if they get like a dramatic musical one day or um well les mis went into that category i think it won interesting so it was like oh, yeah. lame Miz best comedy slash musical <laughs> yeah it's like the musical takes precedence over the the dramatic then okay mm-hmm. yeah lame is light and fluffy um <laughs> famously famously mm-hmm. um we'll start with best motion picture drama mm-hmm So this is the big guns. This is basically probably an indication of what kind of films are gonna get nominated for the Oscars, Mm. Um, though in the past, it's not fully matched up. Sometimes the Golden Globes have nominated people that the Oscars have snubbed and vice versa. Um, So we've got The Father by um, that French play turned British Western success turned film um, starring Anthony Hopkins about a um, elderly man with dementia. Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. then we got Mank. you watched Mank. I did watch Mank. Gary I liked Mank. and then we've got very saucy (laughs) (laughs) and we've got Nomadland um also not out in the UK um it is um with Francis McDormand um starring in that and then you've got Promising Young Woman which has received loads of hype uh and it is it did come out in america last month but it's still behind a paywall here i think it's about 15 pounds on amazon prime um and i'm not even sure i think that's for pre-order still so um we haven't been able to watch promising young woman even though i'm desperate to watch promising young woman um carrie mulligan plays a woman who basically uh, i don't know how to say it without like spoiling it but a woman who goes around basically um, pretending to be drunk and showing men and men try and sexually assault her while she pretends to be drunk and she goes and lets them have it, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got The Trial of Chicago 7, the Aaron Sorkin film that came out on Netflix a few months ago now um, mm-hmm. about the The Trial of Chicago 7. True story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've watched um Two of these, the only two that we can see. But yeah, talk to me about Mank. Because I haven't seen Mank, and I don't know whether I would like it. It's it is good. Um, it is it's the most nominated film at the Golden Globes this year. It's got six noms, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's got six noms. Um it's basically the highly disputed behind the scenes of the writing of Citizen Kane um, and like kind of the, the, the life of the, the writer um, Herman Mankiewicz um, running up to him writing Citizen Kane and who he like based the characters on. Um, it definitely, I think, warrants watching Citizen Kane before watching it. I have watched Citizen Kane before but many moons ago I think it it does it does slightly lean on you having to know about Citizen Kane as a film and then also like people in old Hollywood like I Mm. feel like just because I'm like a slut for old Hollywood films (laughs) like I was even I was kind of a bit like right okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay so it's for the cinephiles and the kind of yeah liking it, of that era yeah and it if you do know that it's really good um even though again it is highly disputed because they really do Orson Welles dirty in it right in a way that I was like oh that's a bit unfair what? to Austin Wells. What? <laughs> what is it based on? Like what, like it just accounts of people that were there or someone wrote um, a book? or? Yeah, there was, it's basically based on in the, I want to say the 70s, Um, this woman did a, I think either a book or like a PhD or, or some sort of research thing piece about the writing of Citizen Kane because it's kind of disputed who, actually wrote Citizen Kane Mm. whether it was just Orson Welles whether it was just Herman Mankiewicz or a collaboration or how even it how evenly it was spread who did the most work whatever no one really knows like it's kind of hard to say uh, who wrote the main chunk of it Um, and that's that's this film posits that it was entirely Herman Mankiewicz which is what this woman's research paper from the 70s essentially said um and that Orson Wells kind of just added his name on for credit and then won an Oscar for it
1: interesting
0: um, but I, I read there are articles going around now pointing out how flawed this thing that is based on it, this research was um, and there's no reason to suggest that Orson Welles didn't also help write it. Um, but it probably, okay. probably didn't happen that way. But it's okay. still fun. Yeah, it's amazing. And, it and it's yeah. in the style of old Hollywood, isn't it? It's black yeah, and white. Yeah, black oh, and man. white. Cinematography's great. The sound quality sounds like an old film as well, mm-hmm. which I really loved. The accents are there. They're like, you know, the Chioscuro like light black and white dark and like the fades in and out and like yeah there's almost like a certain like crackliness to the sound that Mm. I love so out of that list of best picture you'd probably say it's the artsier the artsier pick Mm. yeah and if I had to choose between that and the trial the Chicago 7 I'd I probably would go mank just for like I think I prefer, personally preferred The Trial of the Chicago 7, but I think as... Quality filmmaking. Quality filmmaking. Um, and the writing was really good. And I think it is a passion project for David Fincher, um, yeah. as far as I can tell. Um, it's not really like stuff he's done before. Is no, it? It? <laughs> it was written by... It was written in the 90s, I think, this script. But it's taken like by Jack Fincher. But he died, and it just hasn't. It's just taken them that long to get it made, mm. so it does somewhat feel like a like a. And it, I think you can kind of tell that it is sort of the Labor thing where you're like, yeah, you like have to love the the cinema. era that it's in and cinema to like really appreciate what it's what they've put into it. Would you still recommend it regardless? Say for someone who doesn't. Um. If you're willing to commit to like understanding it yeah. Mm. Um but it could I do be a bit think, alienating for some people. Yeah. I th- I th- ah, yeah. Okay. I think I you, I think people would like it but you do it's one that you if you're not willing to commit the time to like understanding it then maybe not. Maybe don't bother. Yeah, whereas I, I think the Trial of the Chicago 7 is a much more like you can sit and watch it sort of film even yeah. if you don't know anything about what's happening. So, yeah, so The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, Aaron Sorkin, famous. He did The Social Network. He's famous for a kind of fast-paced dialogue kind of style of writing. It is a star-studded cast. Um, it's got Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen. So many um, people. Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance um, as the lawyer. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, it was good. I thought mm-hmm. it was nice. I watched yeah. it and I was like, "Okay, that is a film. It's one of those films where it's just about a, it's about a moment in history where a big ensemble cast always come together. There's a, a righteous kind of justice, kind of social um, lesson and uh, message in it, and it's about a piece of history that I didn't know about. It's 1969 anti-Vietnam War protest, um, and um, yeah, it's it's good, fun, well acted." Mm-hmm. Um Sasha Baron Cohen looks very different in it. I was so mad that he was so good in it. Like I went when I I will be honest when I saw the fact that he was nominated for best actor comedy and best actor um I was like come on now. I mean I am not Sasha Baron Cohen's biggest fan. And he genuinely blew me away in this film. He was really good. I was like, I I would not even hate if he won that. Yeah, he was so charismatic. Yeah, I think he played the characters like, he was so interesting. He was a lefty bearded prince as well, so that's right up your alley as well now. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, why did I like this character so much? (laughs) Oh, my God. After me calling you out last week of... Paul Westcomb really like brought it round to like call me out on um, why why, <laughs> why did you I like this film? Um, mm. But I no, thought I... <laughs> I thought it was really well written as well and really well done and um, had actiony stuff in it as well. It was one of those kind of all rounder films that is just kind of nice to watch. Yeah, interesting. I I I really did enjoy it a lot. And like I said, I think I probably enjoyed it personally more than Mank, but I do think that's just like who I am as a person, rather than me thinking it was a better film. We'll say it once. We'll say it a thousand times. We love a historical biopic, don't we? Yeah, especially about lefties, anti-war protesters. Yeah, yeah. that's that's like exactly sixties aesthetic. Like, Mm. woof. And I think it brought up like a lot of like really interesting themes about yeah. uh, justice and yeah. racial injustice yeah, and the- um, links between, like, communism and terrorism. Um, and, like... Yeah, very interesting. I mean, out of the pictures that are there, out, out of the other s- stuff that's been nominated that I have watched, I will say that I am surprised that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom... Is not in there. Yeah, if we're speaking snubs. Yeah. Um, Chadwick got- and Viola got nominated, didn't they? Yeah, and I would like looking at the the who else is nominated in those categories. Don't get me wrong, really enjoyed Gary Oldman in Mank, but Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey is so good. I mean, I am. I feel like a little bit bias biased because I do know it as like a play um and it's by August Wilson who's a very important American playwright and and I think watching Maroney's Black Bottom you can definitely tell it's a play which for me I love I'm I'm super okay with them all just staying in one place and just having loads of really intense character driven monologues <laughs> um and that I'd say that that was probably Maroney's Black Bottom was like the film that I enjoyed the most out of all the ones that I've seen in the Golden Globes non list mm. across the board. Sorry, we ha- we can't see a lot of them, but yeah. So I am extremely surprised yeah. it hasn't made it. I've not, I've obviously not seen it, but I've heard loads of good things about Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, um, and hasn't that only got one no it's got two noms for Daniel one Cleo, for yeah. yeah and then best song and then i think the other one is one night in miami yes which has a best direction mm. which i always find it weird when there isn't crossover between director and best film yeah um i don't i don't understand that either
1: unless the director I do is think, something
0: yeah weird like, yeah like wildly crazy, but the mm. film didn't land. But then why would they be best, best director? Do you know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of films that you can like nominate for best film, but then they not get any actor noms or vice versa mm. or like score or song or whatever. But yeah. I do think best film and like best screenplay are often really linked. And then yeah. best film and best director are really linked as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't understand how they can nominate Regina King for that, and then not give a best film. Off. Best film, and I kind of, I liked that for the same reasons that I liked Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It felt like a play, mm. um, in like the best ways, of like it being super character driven. Loads of great performances. I'm super, I'm like, as much as I liked the Trial of Chicago Seven, it was like, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, like it was just it was a fine film. It was just interesting and good, and you know, like so many other films come out. It didn't. Mm. I don't think it did anything. Uh, Yes, and then just looking at it now, um, all the best picture drama are all also the five nominated for best screenplay. So, in terms of what we think is going to win, well, we haven't. We can't really. These are hard predictions too because we haven't seen Nomadland or Promising Young Woman. Um, Yeah. So. I would say probably probably Mank, um, but I've also heard a lot of buzz about Nomadland. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nomadland maybe um, Francis McDormand wins mm-hmm. the best actress there because I think it's very her led. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'd have to, and I have seen pieces of A Woman which. Vanessa Kirby is nominated for Best Actress Drama. I I was not in the right headspace to watch that. It is about a woman who has a miscarriage and deals with it in the aftermath, or late Mm. a date. uh, Was it her baby dies in childbirth? Yeah, yeah. It is rough. Yeah. Um, and I also like would put out a warning that it does have Shia LaBeouf in it, and he is he does play like a, a volatile character in it not like as much as he is in real life but like if that is like too much of a link to you because I know at least I felt uncomfortable watching it knowing about what FKA Twigs has said about him yeah. recently um, I do feel bad for Vanessa Kirby and it's... Um, she is like really really good in it um, but I, I really just loved Viola Davis in as Ma Rainey. so That feels like a really good category for me. And we haven't even talked about the United States versus Billie Holiday, which Andrea Day is nominated in that category as well. So there's just so much we cannot see. So much we can't see because we're in the UK and they Mm -hmm. hate us. And the cinemas are closed. Uh, You already know I would be in the cinema for all of these things. I would be there with my popcorn (laughs) every night. (laughs) Best picture, musical or comedy? I have seen almost all of these and the ones that I haven't seen either I can't see or I refuse to see. So um, this one is Borat 2 or sub- subsequent movie film, um, Hamilton, which came out on Disney+, Plus, um, the recording of the Broadway production, Music, um, which has received unbelievable amounts of hate and backlash um, uh, which is portraying a autistic girl who uses music to she's got like she's meant to have synesthesia and she can't communicate and she's nonverbal, and it's played by um, Maddie Ziegler Maddie Ziegler produced by Sia obviously they're them two go together and it's received I've seen clips of it going around on Twitter and it is uncomfortable to watch the way that maddie ziegler acts as this autistic girl he scrunches up her face she does this it's like Mm -hmm. and then just the way that sia has been treating autistic people on twitter who've said that this film is um all kinds of wrong i mean um i think they basically work together with autism speaks which is like a really controversial charity that a lot of autistic people are like. This charity does not speak for us, um, because it like promotes lots of really unhealthy, unhelpful, and harmful stereotypes and like ways of see uh, I don't know whether anyone see, but go look on what see behavior has been online and mm-hmm. just being horrible to these critics yeah Um, and this film also promotes um physically restraining autistic people um as a way to like help calm them down which is like a like a proven way of doing the exact opposite thing of helping um so yeah i'm happy to say that this film is absolute trash and i have no interest in watching it or seeing it win anything no and the fact that it's even nominated, gross.
1: <sighs> gross. Like,
0: I, th- those clips turn my stomach. Just go have a look. They're on Twitter, on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. So harmful. So that's basically not in our consideration and we're never going to watch that film. Nope. Um, and then you've got Palm Strings, which is that Andy Sandberg rom-com, which I'm desperate to see. And it was announced that it's coming to Amazon Prime, but not until April i already know i'm <laughs> gonna love this film so much i already know i don't know why but i i just watching the trailer just the vibe you know it's like a time traveling groundhog day rom-com with andy sandberg on in palm springs and it just looks so fun it i love so andy fun. sandberg so yeah i yeah. could be super on board with that one andy sandberg owns this house so um and then we've got The Prom. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan um, Murphy strikes again. Ryan Murphy with another nom. Look at him go. The Prom. Now, you talk about The Prom. I watched... I did start watching this film. I watched 40 minutes of it and then I had to turn it off. It was so bad. So that's my review. <laughs> now you were more generous with it. So Yeah. Um, I, me and Rosie were talking before and I said, I have a lot more of a tolerance for cheese um just in general because of who I am as a person I am a Disney person uh I am a musical theatre person and as a musical theatre person I already had some goodwill towards the musical itself but not towards this movie so Mm -hmm. I kind of went in half and half being like well and like as a Broadway it does work as a Broadway show I uh, did don't think it translates well to screen or if it unbearably does it's terribly cheesy it's, for me it's like okay and i'm sure a lot of people enjoyed it um and then also i, I they um production wise they made all the um people who originated the roles in the broadway show so who like created the characters they made them all re audition for their parts, and then none of them got them. Ooh. So I was already a bit like, okay. <laughs> I mean, James Corden. They in this cast film. In, what almost all three, four, five big Hollywood names instead of musical theater actors. It's got Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, Keegan Michael Key, and um, Kerry Washington in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um and andrew reynolds who is actually mm-hmm. a musical theater he is, performer and king yeah, so Broadway that's bread fine. so he's allowed yeah. but the uh, the rest of them like to be and fair don't even James come Carden at me with Mamma Mia bread. being a musical and and meryl streep being a musical mm-hmm. yeah he's not the- he's theater bread but he's not musical theater bread is he he did history boys yeah i guess but he does. He does like. He does like and respect musical theater. So I will take that. Yeah, but I don't think. I think they all do. Surely, yeah. yeah. Nicole, like the Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep have done movie musicals. Obviously, Nicole Kidman did Moulin Rouge, and Meryl Streep did Mamma Mia. So James Corden was into the woods with Meryl Streep as well. Oh yes, oh so yes. he's done into Sondheim.
1: I don't he's know why I'm
0: here defending James Corden because I yeah, did I was not like say. him. <laughs>
1: Why, country... are we, why are we
0: arguing right now? <laughs> You're I like, was actually, <laughs> like Sorry, I think he was good and I want him to here, win. Though. <laughs> I thought we were on the same page here. Yeah, okay, yeah, we, fair. Yeah, we are, we are, we are. Not, um, I think none of them are totally, I mean, I don't know about Kerry Washington and Keegan Michael Key, but I don't think any of them are totally non-theatery. Yeah. Just yeah. bizarre. And I liked it, but would not have nominated it for a Golden Globe. Yeah. I just didn't get who they were all meant to be. It was just so um yeah. Not for me. No. I Don't have watched Borat really. 2. Well, I'm less of a I'm slightly more a Borat fan than you. I understand the criticisms. I do say. No I've. Um yeah, I thought it was funny. It was fine. The girl in it, the daughter, I see why she's nominated. She was really good. Mm. Um, Yes, some bits still made me cringe, but some bits are great. For, uh, other than going after ordinary people this time around, I think Sasha Baron Cohen made the conscious decision to go after, like, he went after some QAnon conspiracists, uh, racists, like, went after them. But then he also did go after a um, holocaust survivor which was a bit odd Mm. and um yeah it was yeah i can appreciate what he's trying to do but i just i get it i'm not but yeah i'm not there with it so it's not one that i'm like ever likely gonna watch so i think and then hamilton hamilton which it's Hamilton. just can i just say (laughs) The fact that Leslie Odom Jr. won a Tony Award for Best Actor the year that Hamilton was nominated, and he was up against Lin-Manuel Miranda in this category. They were both nominated for the same Tony, and Leslie Odom Jr. won, rightfully. I remember that award season because I was like, if Lin-Manuel Miranda beats Leslie (laughs) Odom Jr. for that Tony, someone's getting bribed because there's no way in hell yeah. And then we get to the Golden Globes. And Lin Manuel Miranda's nominated and Leslie Odom Jr's not. How explain that to me? Sense. I was like, make it make sense because <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr literally won the Tony and now he's not even nominated for Golden Globe. You've got an example to go off of, Golden Globes. Just <laughs> do that. <laughs> I don't get it. And the thing is, is Lin-Manuel Miranda is very literally the worst actor in that show. Mm. Everyone else is amazing. Mm. Top of their game. He's like one of the only actors who didn't win a Tony. (laughs) Like the woman who played Angelica won a Tony. The guy who played Jefferson and Lafayette won a Tony. But Lynn Manuel. But Lin did not. It just and really sums it up, doesn't it? The, nod. the Golden Globes, they don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Do you um, think it should win? Which no. one do you think should win? Well, out of the ones that I've seen, yeah. Out of the ones that I've seen, yeah. And but I'm about, holding out for Palm Springs. But, but I'm yeah. holding out because I've seen great things and I really want it to be really good. Yeah, so. that's the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna punt in with that with you. Let's go, because I don't want any of the others to win. <laughs> I would be okay with Hamilton winning yeah. on, on my like Broadway sense of being like, Yes, theatre come through. I know, but at the same time, it's like, and I know you love theatre, and I know they can interchange it was it, a recording of the broadway production yeah it's not a film it's not a film yeah i'm sorry i was i was surprised it was even allowed to be nominated i'll be yeah, real honest it, because it's under the musical category isn't it yeah um so like i don't think it should yeah Win. no but i'll i'll, I'll even if, though it is good if we get to april and we find out that palm Springs is actually shit we'll we will put in a formal retraction <laughs> but oh, have, yeah having <laughs> having not seen it yet seen in case we get cancelled <laughs> yeah Mel and Rosie <laughs> said Palm Springs should win the Golden Graves and it's terrible <laughs> without having seen it <laughs> uh, yeah I, I'll say I'll say that for the win but I'll, I just I feel probably gonna be maybe Hamilton or Bora. I think yeah oh Bora, no I feel in my gut that I want it to be Palm Springs because I feel like it's yeah. the only actually, like, original concept on that whole nominated category as a film. Um, mm. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> um, heated. Yeah. I feel if, like <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on so many movies. I can't make a proper decision on what I think is, like, the best because I'm waiting to see so many movies. Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black mm-hmm. Nomad Land. Yeah. Um, especially Promising Young Woman I already know my I spoke to a friend of mine last night who lives in New York and she watched it and she told everyone to watch it and the thing that she's noticed about it and she watched it with her boyfriend and Mm. then her boyfriend told his friends to watch it and her boyfriend was like this has really blown my mind Mm. that this happens to women that they get drunk in clubs and men try and take them home. Not me. that he was... Not he knew. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he knew in an objective way that, you know. Yeah. But he didn't understand. Yeah. And I and my, my friend... with the visuals of it. Yeah, confronted with the... Right there in front of him. Yeah. Um. And uh, my friend, and obviously, probably all women you'll ever meet, will be like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, this happens constantly. And I don't know... I don't think I know any woman who hasn't had a similar story to what they try and depict in Promising Young Woman, so mm. I hope at least if it does get big and when it gets released in the UK, lots of people, i.e. straight men, mm. do watch it. I tell you what, uh, as well, I did have seen a, as like a commentary on that film. Like the casting in that film was so good that that so many of the like male characters in it. Uh, actors that we either know from playing characters previously that we are like oh we love those old characters that they played like Schmidt from New Girls in it the guy Bo who plays Burnham. yeah Bo Burnham the guy who played Seth in the OC who most people like who grew up when the OC was on was like oh my god that's Seth from the OC no matter what Adam Brody does it's like so trustworthy Seth faces yeah like trustworthy like characters who you think are like nice guys Subverted. like it's like subvert, like really good casting in that and i think there are a couple more that i can't remember off the top of my head that play like smaller characters um that's clever it is isn't it, it, it those are the ones aren't they yeah that you're like you have like a lot of goodwill towards these actors because of like previous really well-known characters mm-hmm. that they've played like i'm never gonna not see schmidt from new girl and like be like that's Schmidt <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. But yeah I feel like I'm gonna really like that and I feel like it's gonna make me very angry so maybe we'll do an episode on promising young women. yeah let's I think I'm probably and gonna have a lot of things to say yeah a hell of a one of the good things about the Golden Globes three women director three women nominated in the director's category it only finally. took the global pandemic I <laughs> know <laughs> It only took well. What are the odds? What are the odds that none of them win? Who? (laughs) What are the odds? Because we've got because David Fincher is in there. Oh, don't! Come on, the odds are finally in their favour. Yeah, I know, right? So the list of. Names that we've got: David Fincher for Mank, Regina King one night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin. I swear to God, if Aaron Sorkin wins, The Trial of Chicago Seven, Chloe Zhao for N- Land, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. So, Aaron Sorkin won't win. Um, I hope he better not win, but David Fincher could win. Yeah, I think in terms of doozy? in terms of <laughs> screenplay. Like I could, I could see Aaron Stockin winning screenplay. He's known for a writer, exactly, and like, I do he, think a lot of his writing in it is is clever. Yeah, he's known. He's known. He's not because he did. Um, he came from um West Wing. Yeah, and that got accolades for its quick dialogue and you know natural sounding dialogue, and that is his forte. So. Yeah, if I feel like wins, whenever definitely. Aaron Sorkin's nominated for like writing stuff, like people are always just gonna feel like, oh, it's Aaron Sorkin, so it's like extremely clever. And it is. I mean, I hope, I, I think a lot of, I've seen a lot of people saying it's basically Chloe Zhao's to lose. Yeah. um, But for Nomadland. Yeah, but would the power of, Mank being the most nominated, I so that gives us a sense that it's David Fincher kind of popular being the most famous and it, yeah, exactly. And it being David Fincher, mm. will that win when out? Was his last film, yeah. So he hasn't done no. a film since two thousand fourteen. He hasn't done a film since Kong. Yeah, well, that's because he's been doing um, Mind mm. And honestly, I I liked Mank, but I'm like, can you do season three of Mindhunter please? <laughs> is yes, <laughs> so good there was another random recommendation go watch Mindhunter on Netflix oh yeah so 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 good um, and that's so, never going to get finished because David Fincher suddenly decided he wants to do films again that'd be like, nice when was last it? time a woman won at the Oscars was it, has it only been Catherine Bigelow I think it has for best director yeah because mm-hmm. um, Greta Gerwig's only just been nominated hasn't she yeah we've had one woman <laughs> it's only ever been catherine bigelow to win best director at the oscars so now we yeah, have a only five have ever been nominated that's how many in the entire history <gasps> of the oscars that many one hand <laughs> <gasps> mm-hmm. if a woman doesn't win this year i will throw hands Mm. the odds are in their favour for the first time for the first time there's more female directors nominated than there are male crazy that pernicious little bastard is there as well (laughs) we'll see I suppose we shall Um, but yeah so overall a hard one to talk about but we'll hold out yeah. on any reviews of stuff we haven't seen but but yes, um, my favourite film is probably going to be Palm Springs <laughs> <laughs> when, when the nomination is see that it. inspiring that you when have the trailer your has... favourite film is one that you've not seen one that I've not seen yeah, because mm. I think it's the only one that's actually going to affect me in any way yeah uh... <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much everything from us. Next week we're going to do snubs, so Mm -hmm. um, everything that we think should have been nominated and everything we think might get nominated for other awards show because we're being very Golden Globe centric at the minute. Yeah, almost uh, discriminatory to others like the SAG Awards recently. Yeah, we Um, know they have taste because they nominated Bridgerton. no keep it in in. yeah exactly (laughs) Bridgerton (laughs) amazing um so yeah that's what we're gonna be doing that's what we're gonna be doing next Mm -hmm. week so look forward to that so it will be kind of more of a general overview of the year if you want to know more about telly and films which is what we're here for and yeah speak but it was lovely podcasting with you today Eleanor. always always signing out (laughs)